Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight and England, and joining me from across the pond, America, is the statesman to my Kingsman. It's John Burke from Burke Reviews. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, Matt. How about yourself, sir? Uh, yes, I'm doing all right in rainy old England. Fall slash autumn is here now. Uh, there's no petrol because everyone's panic buying because the media line said there was a shortage of fuel, gas, when there isn't. So I haven't been able to get out of my house for the last few days. I can leave the house, but I can't drive anywhere. So um, It's ironic because uh, that happened to Florida plunge. like a few months ago. Well, we're just trying to copy. Obviously, Johnson was, heard that. Wants to yeah. the, keep the special relationship going between US and UK, so he's copying the sodding fuel strike. But there is plenty of fuel. Please stop panic buying. So uh, that, in turn, meant I had a very quiet weekend at home, which was quite welcome because you know, but, but rather than I've had a busy few weeks, so it was nice to not have to do anything, catch up on sleep, catch up on the films that I was able to see, and a few old ones as well. So. Um, can't really complain, but other than that, tired, but ready to talk some film. But I need to know that you're keeping Florida safe first. Uh, you know, we're doing our thing over here in Florida. It was actually um, slightly cooler today, uh, this morning at least. It's, it's warmed up as Florida will do, but we are, we're starting to see our first uh, quote-unquote cold front coming our way, which is nice. Uh, we get our one or two weeks of fall uh, eventually <laughs> here, so that's always good to have, but... Well, the PSLs have well, the PSLs have been going for plenty of time in in Shea Book, the uh, yes. pumpkin ice brew. So yeah, and the pumpkin it's hard dun- for my brain to Duncans. process that it's not October yet because I've been drinking pumpkin for a month now. So it's oh, like, no. wait, what? <laughs> well, we by, got by the time this drops, oh damn! By the time this drops, it's still September. Oh, it'll yeah. be October in a few hours' time, everyone. Of course, we're doing this live on the day it drops. It's we don't want to ruin the mystique. Um, well, for those new, welcome. This is the BAMP. We give non-spoiler reviews on our main episode, uh, and we give spoiler reviews of well, you know, the biggest, most interesting film of the release of the week. Sorry, that drops on the following Monday. So tonight we are going to be giving a non-spoiler review of Cop Shop. There are a few other films which we were going to do, i.e., uh, Dear Evan Hansen and the Starling movie, but Evan Hansen doesn't come out in the UK for another few weeks, and the Starling movie doesn't look very good. So um, we pl- we plump for Cop Shop, because JB saw this last week, and anyone listening to that may have an idea of what he thought about it, but you don't know what I thought. But before we get into that, uh, the film was directed by Joe Carnahan. Uh, he also wrote it alongside Kurt MacLeod and Mark Williams, and it stars Frank Grillo, Gerard Butler, Toby Hoos, Alexis Lauder, Ryan O'Nan, and Jose Pablo Cantillo. And IMDb says about the film, it says, On the run from a lethal assassin, a wily con artist devises a scheme to hide out inside a small-town police station. But when the hitman turns up at the precinct, an unsuspecting rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. Uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 80%. We'll get into why I'm so surprised about that in a minute. 61 Metascore, 6.7 IMDb user score, and over on Letterboxd, our buddies have given it 3.1 out of 5. And this is available to watch in theatres around the world now. Um, so the 8% RT, that isn't this, my, my incredulation of that isn't necessarily a reflection of what I think about it, but I said to John last week, off air, I when he said he went to see Cop Shop and this is what he thought about it, you know, I, I just assumed this was going to be some 
you know, straight to DVD kind of Frank Grillo, uh, ultra manly Gerard Butler film where, you know, it's just a load of old rubbish. And then I saw, you know, 80% and I heard John saying it's pretty good. And I've seen other people saying it's good as well. Uh, and then when we were doing it on for the, ep- for the show, I was like, okay, I will watch it. Cause to be honest, I probably wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for JB's recommendation and the bloody awesome movie podcast. Um, but I did see it. I went to the theater to watch it and I thought it was pretty good. Actually, I was surprised. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it was amazing, but I was surprised that I was in, you know, the, the film starts off with a really decent atmosphere. I think there's a really kind mm-hmm. of like air of mystery for the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to me. I felt like anyway, then, uh, Carnahan built, he lets us get, he get lets us know the police officers. We spend a bit of time with them and how they kind of banter against each other and the, the hierarchy and, you know, the relationships between them. Okay. I, I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, and then we get into, um, yeah, like the synopsis said, it eventually becomes action, but Carnahan tries to keep this kind of level of, I want to say emotion, but he wants to keep a level of, uh, well, yeah, emotional stakes. There are moments in between the madness where characters will will have a moment together where they'll have a kind of heart-to-heart or a chat or they try to get through to one another or, or one to the other um, in an attempt to kind of build up something more than just, you know, blood, bullets and sweat. And I think, actually, to be fair, they do that quite, um, quite convincingly, actually. Uh, Frank Grillo, he's got a top knot in this and he reminded me a bit of Kim Coates. I couldn't get over his hair. Um, Gerard Butler is fine. Gerard Butler's Gerard Butler. He's the big grizzly mean Scotsman with an American accent. I thought, um, Oh, why can't I, I this is, I'm, I'm t- I had to say to John, I had to remember the names because the character names weren't always re- easy to remember, but Alexis louder as mm. Valerie young, who's the rookie police officer. I thought she was very good. Um, yeah. and Tony Huss, Tony Huss as Anthony lamb, who is, uh, who shows up, you know, uh, halfway through the film. I thought he was really good. I thought he bought in really well to his role, and I thought he bought um, the just the right amount of menace bef- so that it didn't kind of veer into hamminess. Um, yeah, it was a very really straight-played film. It, it wasn't, like I say, no one went hammy. It didn't get too cheesy. It knew what it was. It stayed tonally uh, consistent. There was some good moments of action. Uh, there were some funny lines, Um one of the guys says to um, Moretto, Frank Grillo, you look like Tom Cruise in that samurai picture nobody watched. I was like, yeah. hey, where did he get a kick in there? But um, no, yeah, I thought it was a very serviceable, very decent action thriller that here comes the phrase. It had no right to be as decent as it was. I generally thought it'd be a throwaway film. But when JB says he likes it, you got to listen. So um, what was it? Now we can get into it a bit more. What was it about it, man, that? that won it for you well so let's go i guess step back even um i wasn't uh like you said this wasn't normally a movie that would have pulled me in to come and watch it right like so even like the decision to go see this was partly in um because of malignant um i so i've been going with my friends and uh they saw malignant with me and none of us liked malignant and so um (laughs) We went, uh, when I saw that that was playing, I was like, you know what? I kind of am in the mood for something a little more, like, fun and silly, right? And so I, I assumed it was just going to be, like, an off-the-wall, like, Smoking Aces is a pretty off-the-wall action movie. Like, lots yes. of shooting, 
Um, and I liked that. And I saw it was Carnahan. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to give, like, what do you guys think? And my cousin Nick was, he's pretty much always game for whatever. He doesn't mind just going to the movies. Like he's cool with whatever. My friend Adam, uh, didn't seem to respond when I sent the trailer. And so Nick and I were sitting at cop shop and the movie's about to start. Like the trailers are just kicking in and Adam showed up. I had no clue he was coming. He just like walked in and was like, Hey, I'm like, Oh, great. Up. I didn't hey, know guys. And Adam was the most apprehensive. He was like, the trailer was, didn't really sell me, but I decided I'd come hang out. You know, like that was his intent. He walked out of the movie and said it was one of the best movies he had seen recently. Like he was so, I think, it's one of those times where you have your expectations maybe are so low that the movie does such a great job of setup and payoff. Like everything the movie writes in pays off somewhere in the film. And I just was like, for me, that was a big part of it. Like every little detail is so well paid off. I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but I think it knows exactly what it is and it nails it. Like it hits every beat and it's really the performances because I like Grillo. I think Grillo yeah. gets short shrift a lot because he is, he is, there's several other actors who are similar to him, right? <laughs> like, yes. Um, I love him in Anarchy. Like, that's my favorite Purge movie is mm-hmm. Purge Anarchy. And he's the reason. I think he's great. I honestly, if I, if John Bernthal wasn't such a great Punisher, I would say Grillo for Punisher. Unfortunately, yep. he's already in the MCU because he's Crossbones in the, in Civil War and, um, what is it? The beginning of infinity war or something when he mm-hmm. like, but I like Grillo a lot. Butler. I've been up and down on throughout his career. I think he's perfect in this. He does remind me of Russell Crowe in the nice guys, like, <laughs> like a discount Russell Crowe in the nice guys. You know, I'm like, that's kind of the vibe. Cause he's, you don't fully trust him, but you're still kind of like, okay, this guy's interesting. Um, I think there's a nice tone. This movie establishes where it's serious, but there's like, there's some dark comedy built into it, right? Like, uh, even like there's some Western vibes to this, like, uh, especially her guns, like the whole yeah. thing. With the guns. There's a lot here to really appreciate and it's well-made. It's well-told. Um, it's, it's just a really solid action movie. And there is that, like you said, there's the, the air of mystery and suspense that's built into it. That works really well. Um, I, I, had a blast with this movie. I, I don't think uh, enough people are again. Uh, it's at my local theater that I've been going to every week since May, basically, and did not see anything about this movie coming out until a week before there was a poster on a wall. Yep. And that was it. There was no other promotion, not one trailer in front of any movie that I've seen at this theater. So it's unfair. This is almost a Netflix drop as in, you know, Netflix notoriously <laughs> has movies come on and they do nothing to promote it. That's what yep. happened with this movie. Like there was nothing to promote this film. And that's a shame because it is really good. Is it like, I, I don't feel comfortable saying it's a must see, but if you like action, it, you definitely have to be okay with gun violence. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. This movie does not shy away. It, it's almost fetishizes guns. Like it's pretty like gun forward in this film. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you can, if you are opposed to that, you're not going to like this movie for sure. And I'm not pro gun, but I am pro guns in movies. Like those tend to work for me a lot. Like I've watched all the Tarantino films. Like it's not something that bothers me cinematically. Um, and so it works for me here. And yeah, that that's where I'm at, man. I, I just thought the um, Tony, Toby Huss, who is the uh, yes. other character, the trailer 
oversells him a bit i think i don't know if you've watched the trailer like in retrospect i I haven't seen that so i didn't even see a trailer for this i just saw the poster and i saw who was involved and i thought i don't think this is for me i'm glad i pushed you man because i I do think this is worth checking out um and carnahan maybe has a bad rap his movies are pretty consistently solid like they're they're not I don't feel like he has a whole lot to say necessarily. Like I, I don't feel like this movie was like making uh, any real like major commentaries or anything like that. But, um, no. but man, is it well, well executed? I think so. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've been vocal about how modern act, contemporary action films just don't do it for me at the minute because they feel very samey. Uh, certainly the Netflix ones, they just feel very generic or they, they hate if they fall into this kind of new cliche to say that everything's a John Wick ripoff. Um, yeah, but which because is a lot of things are. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I watched a while ago Gunpowder Milkshake. Should it could Kate. have been really good, but they just went for the the Wick vibes rather than trying to create their own thing, and it it just blows. And there's a few other ones that came out as well. The one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well. They're just not. Kate. They're nothing. That's it, Kay. Nothing feels. You know, nothing feels d- good or decent or. I don't want to say fresh or original because there's only so much you can do, but this was one that I, I did enjoy cop shop because like you said, well, like we both said, it knows what it is and it does and it does what it wants to do. It doesn't pertain to be anything else. It's just, uh, it, it's just Carnahan saying, right, here's an action film set in a police station. It isn't assault on precinct thir- uh, 13, but, um, I was, I was starting to get those vibes at the beginning thinking, is that where we're going? But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's all set in one place. And they, it makes the best makes the best of that situation as location as he can. He's just there's no more there's no airs or graces to this film. There's no neon lights. There's there's no real huge explosions and all this kind of stuff. It's very much you know down the middle. What you see is what you're going to get. And sometimes going back to basics can be the best. And I think Cop Shop for me is a back to basics movie and shows that if you do it well, it can be pretty fun. And five and a half million dollars worldwide. This is made. Uh, I have no idea what the budget is, but five and a half million worldwide isn't bad considering, like you said, JB, I didn't even, I hadn't even heard of this film until about a week or two before you mentioned it, where I saw a poster. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a shame yeah. because again, I think a lot of people are going to sleep on this movie and I think a lot of people would enjoy it if they knew it existed. Yep. Nope. I agree. So uh, we're both going to give it a thumb. I can't believe I'm doing that, but we're both going to give it a thumbs up. The book recommendation has, has worked its charm once again. So uh, cop shop, we'll be, we'll give a uh, few more spoiler filled thoughts this coming Monday. So if you want, if you want to hear 10, 15 minutes of us talking cop shop in full or in detail, at least check that out. It's on the bloody awesome movie podcast feed. So you don't even have to go anywhere to listen to it. So that's our non-spoiler review. Now let's open the door. And head on over to Chuffed Headlines, which is our next segment, where we take a movie or pop culture headline that caught our attention for any uh, reason whatsoever, and we share it with the world. So, JB, what's your headline this week? So, my headline for this week is not uh, a usual kind of approach, but um, because we don't usually do, like, trailer reviews, but I -hmm. didn't know PTA had a movie, like, this close to coming out. Um, nope, PTA uh, is Paul Thomas Anderson for those not speaking that language apologies <laughs> for the, the assumption um, but uh, I, I didn't realize how close we were to getting a new PTA film and so being a fan I was excited to see that we're, we're close enough that we have a trailer 
Um, so the new trailer dropped. Uh, I f- saw it on Twitter, but Licorice Pizza is the name of his new movie, <laughs> which I still don't know everything about. Is it is it based on something like because they they clearly say uh, Streisand, I think, in the movie, right? Like they're like mm-hmm. like one character is married to or was married to Streisand. Uh, so like they say, look, according to Google, they, why is it called Licorice Pizza? It got its name from a comedy sketch on an album by 60s folk singers Bud and Travis. So if Bud and Travis have got anything to do with Streisand, which, hey, they may do, then um, that might have something to do with it. So music is involved somehow. Well, um, it's interesting because we have some really big actors in this. And then, like, yeah. but there's two, uh, two kids, and I didn't realize this, uh, Cooper Hoffman is the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, um, when you know so, that and when you look at his face, you think, yep, I see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, it's less surprising because we, if you are a fan of PTA, you know that he's worked with Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot. So no yep. surprise that he's going to, you know, hey, your dad's dead. How about you? Um, but I I am a big uh, a big fan of PTA. I'm very excited to, to uh, see these um, movies. And uh, this trailer worked for me. I, I'm very pumped about this film. Um, I've, I think I like every PTA movie. I don't think there's one that I haven't liked. Um, like I, there are definitely, I have my favorites, right? The ones that like really stand out is like, oh my god, that movie's so amazing. Um, and then they're all good. Even like the weakest one is like, wow, it's still really, really well made. Like it's there's yeah. nothing. Um, I know Inherent Vice, I think, is the one a lot of people don't love. I, I really I like that movie. Mind that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, um, and then obviously like there's the, the big ones, like Phantom Thread is just perfect. And, um, and There Will I Be Blood. There Will Be Blood, yeah. yeah. And, um, I Magnolia was, way back when. Yeah, and I just watched Punk Drunch, Punk, oh my god, Punch Drunk yeah. Love. <laughs> punk uh, Drunk. Yeah. And again, Seymour Hoffman in that is like one of my favorite parts, but that man, the ability to create like the anxiety feel that you have with the music and it just it's stressful but it's so masterful and it just really showcases his his ability so i'm super pumped about this and that's that's why i picked it it's just simply that i'm just oh man i can't wait i I can't wait and it was maybe thankfully a kind of slow news week so there wasn't anything that was really grabbing my attention so i was just like yeah yeah i'm going to talk about a trailer for a change but I'm, i'm excited about it what about you yeah, I, I too had no idea that this film was coming out so soon. It's coming out towards the end of November, so we've only got eight weeks or so before it comes out. And um, apparently, it's uh, it's about it refers to a much loved chain of Southern California Southern California record stores that tempted patrons with free licorice, comfy couches, and racks of music mags alongside the latest vinyl releases. So already. That sounds like it's up my and my alley and John's alley as well. But hell of a cast. Um, like you said, we've got Bradley Cooper, Sean Penn, Ben Stiller, Mayor Rudolph, John C. Riley, alongside um, Alana Haim from Haim, which and she looks good in the trailer. Uh, and again, yeah, Cooper Hoffman. Very excited to see what um, the son of the great Philip Seymour Hoffman can do. But in the trailer, I'm seeing good stuff, dude. I, I, I like the look of this trailer. Uh, I, I was originally put off by the name because I had issues with the name Gunpowder Milkshake because I think they just went for a catchy name. And I thought, oh, please, that's how they've gone for a catchy name with this. But this has some kind of meaning to it. And yeah, I thought it looked good. I think the um, the costume design looks very looks very cool. I'm enjoying that. Um, but yeah, it's it's Paul Thomas Anderson, like yourself. I'm a 
generally a generally a fan of most of his films i do like inherent vice i am one of the people one of the yeah. 10 people clearly who who likes that i think phoenix is very good in that um yep. and yeah boogie nights phantom parade uh there will be blood i think people forget how good an act and i know i know that's a, a general a general thing but pta he gets his due but at the same time I, mean, I don't often hear his name thrown in with some of the better modern directors, but I'm looking forward to this dude. Came out of nowhere, uh, silly title which I now enjoy, and that cast has uh, a cast has got me excited, dude. So, I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing these two young leads as well. So, uh, color me so, my friend. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, what was your yeah, news yeah. article for the week? Sorry. Uh, my news article is uh, very British, but it's also very international. Uh, in the UK, by the time this episode comes out, No Time to Die will have been released. It's dropping in the States a week later. Um, and the uh, the people behind Bond, Barbara Broccoli and the producers, have said that they're not going to start looking for a new James Bond until 2022. There's been so many rumours of who is it going to be and speculation and theories, but the, the people behind Bond have quashed all that. They've come out and said, uh, and I quote, we're not thinking about it at all. We want Daniel to have his time of celebration. Next year, we'll, we'll start thinking about the future. Uh, and then uh, Wilson, I haven't got the first name. I shall get that for you now. The, uh, Michael G. Wilson should have known that. He then uh, he then said, it's peace, but Craig has been such a good Bond. Those are big shoes to fill. I can't even think if it's possible. Nothing's impossible, but there's been so many names being ha- that have been thrown out. Uh, Richard Madden, obviously Henry Cavill's been thrown out, Tom Hardy, Idris Elba, amongst others. That um, people are kind of. It seems like they're not. They're just waiting. They're just waiting for Craig to get out the door before they can usher in the new Batman. So it's quite nice, uh, Batman, James Bond. So it's nice to see that the producers have said, "Well, no, we're going to take our time. Firstly, because we want to get the right man, but more importantly, let's just." Let's get no time to die done. Let's celebrate Daniel Craig's films or his stint as Bond because whether people like all of his films or not, Daniel Craig as Bond has revitalized that franchise 1000% if you ask me. Um, and it's brought it to the eyes of people who maybe didn't like Bond before. So I'm looking forward to no time to die now. The trailers haven't done anything for me, the last one anyway, but I'm getting sucked into the hype. Uh, I've got a few, but I know I've got some, you know, I've got people I think will be a good Bond. But I'm glad that we're not going to have to, you know, well, we shouldn't have to sit here for the next year and listen to people intensely speculate on when we're going to get a bond. Because now we know we know we may not even get one in 2022. It may not be till 2023 till we get the new James Bond. So um, you hear that, my friend, as a man who wasn't isn't the biggest Bond fan or the as a franchise anyway. Uh, and with Craig going, do you think it's a good idea to take their time or should they be just getting someone in now to you know stamp on the rumours? I think it's a good idea. Um, I am I am a fan of Craig um, mm-hmm. in general as an actor, and I like I like his Bond. I've been uh, they've got the Star Trek thing going right, where like the odd movies here are good, where the even movies <laughs> for the Star Trek are good, um, and that's been a shame because I really wanted Spectre to be amazing. I was very excited with um, Christoph Waltz being cast as Blofeld, and yep. like that that was really disappointing. I think collectively, and again, I have no. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, he's not a good Blofeld. I have no correlation. I have not really watched most of the other Bond films. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, I wanted to um, to love it, and it, it, I didn't. So, um, 
yeah, but uh, I I think taking their time makes sense. Um, I actually I don't know if you saw. Uh, Craig was asked who he if a, about a female like a woman being cast as Bond. Yes, and his response was like, "Why can't she have her own character?" And mm-hmm. not in a way that was condescending of like, "No, the Bond is like." It was more like, "Do we do we want to just like." Like, why can't we create a new character? Which I like that. Yeah. I like that idea in general. I'm like, why did why do we have to have another Bond? Yeah. Just like, why do we have to have another Batman? Like, these characters used to not exist. Like, that's what we act yeah. like. These characters have to be in our zeitgeist. And at some point, there was no James Bond and there was no Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means there could be a new character. Like, even within the world of... 007 well why can't there be a new 007 who isn't quote-unquote james bond you know what i'm saying exactly yeah there's other ways to it's literally built into the world of the the spies in those movies like you don't have to have the same person quote-unquote being james bond um and even if they do one of the things that i liked about craig's bond was it didn't feel like it was the same person as those other films, like it's the same name and the same 007, but even the fact that they initially, he was drinking Heineken's and not the martini, which was the trademark, yep. you know, um, it broke away from the, uh, the mold and almost made it feel like James Bond was an honorary title bestowed upon 007s, which doesn't, isn't in Canon, obviously, at least not my understanding, but it did, it opened up the door for me to come in and not feel like I was an outsider watching a franchise. So, I am okay. If they don't recast bond and they do something like that, like spin it off, let, you know, there's enough established carry because you could have Q come back with Ben Wishaw. I, I like him a lot. So I'm down with him being Q. Um, I forgot who they put as, uh, M after skyfall. Was uh, it Ray Fiennes? It's not Ray Fiennes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Ray Fiennes. Um, I love Ray Fiennes always down to watch him in something. So cool. You know, let's put someone else there, but let, let it be, somebody else there instead of it being bond. Like, I think that would be cool. They're not going to do that because Hollywood, especially and uh, big studios. I know this is not technically a Hollywood film, but, um, well, they Amazon are, have just bought MGM. So they're going to want product. Oh uh, yeah. They're afraid of the, uh, the IP thing, right? Like they're afraid yep. to let original IP exist anymore. Uh, cop shop being great example of it. Um, here's an original film that has no foundation. I don't think it's based on a novel or anything. No promotion, no backing whatsoever. Solid entry into a movie. And, you know, but you put an IP on something and all of a sudden it's everywhere. And that's the shame is that, like, they're not going to not make a Bond film because it's too big of an IP. But, yeah, I I think let it it breathe for a minute would be be ideal. Yes, um... 007 is is nothing more than uh an employee number that's what it is um yeah it's just an, it's an up james bond isn't double the two are synonymous but they aren't excl- they aren't exclusive they are separate identities so um no well, i agreed completely with daniel craig i know a lot of people twisted it into to meaning something else but they're idiots but no i think okay put you on the spot I mean, who who do you think could step into the role of james bond in the in the next iteration well, I would love to see, um, I mean, it's not going to happen now because it's way too late, but I would have loved Idris Elba. Um, yes. But uh, honestly, I would love to see anybody not white um, or not male in the role. I think that would be a really cool step in the right direction. Um, and I don't want it to feel like that's the reason they got the job either. So right off the top, I'm thinking of like somewhat young, but also at the age where like they are mature enough 
to do it for a few years. Uh, like John Boyega would be really cool. Um, Boyega would be cool. Dev Patel. Oh man, hold stop. Come that's on. it. Come Everyone, on. that's it. Dev Patel, Dev Patel is so suave. Oh my god, he would be a perfect Bond. Yeah. Um, I don't. Did you see the? Um, there was a movie I cannot think of. Hotel? No, it's not Hotel. Hotel Mumbai. Is that? Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. it was the action movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a true story and extremely yes. tense. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, but uh, he's really good in that movie. Um, and oh man, yeah. Uh, it is an action film. Yes. There is um there is something I haven't seen I think with him in it where it's like him in a like a there is some type of like action I think there's a wedding involved I'm gonna look it up because I, I remember hearing Devendra Hardwar on um slash film talk about it and I've not seen it I'm gonna look the wedding it guest? up that's gotta be it um yeah. is it a, if, Michael if it's an action film. movie um yeah it's ridiculous yeah, so, it's an action yeah. film yeah that is such a weird title because the, it's like the wedding guest. But if you look at the cover, you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely the action movie. That's, there's that's like a, a Netflix fire. title as well, isn't it? The wedding yeah, guest. It, so Devendra liked it. Um, everyone else seems to not like it, but um, mm-hmm. it is on Netflix. Apparently, I need to check this out. But, um, <laughs> there we go then. Oh, Michael Winterbottom doing an action movies mm-hmm. odd too, yeah, right? Man. Like he, yeah, man. I'm a Dev big Patel fan of the trip. We Dev Patel needs to be signaled as a national treasure over here. Dev Patel is Dude, fantastic. So good. So yeah, I would, totally, I would hunt. Oh, and he's supposed to be doing that Chip and Dale's movie, um, with Craig Gillespie as the director. Uh, so Ooh. we're gonna get to see him in like you know dancing, looking yeah, all suave. I, I didn't know that, but um, now I do. So uh, yeah, we're gonna get to see more of Dev Patel then in that case. But man, yeah, him as Bond, dude. That's I, I stop looking, everybody. Give just give Patel whatever money he asked for. Let him yep. be Bond because he's young enough. He's he's proven his performance chops. Like he could do several movies and would be awesome. Like oh my god, he would be such a good Bond, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm was so that full- would have been the one I said. So I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I am on board with that like all day. So yes, hundred percent. Um, I have seen Dev in a film recently, which we're going to get to right now. In fact, we're going to move over to our media consumption area. Uh, we talk about the films, television series or streaming series, video games, music, podcasts, which aren't ours, uh, books, video uh, video games, comics, whatever it might be, that we've indulged in, in the last week to pass the time. Uh, and long-time listeners know JB's always got a fun little list. So, John, what have you been checking out? So, I've got uh, uh, consistently about seven a week, is uh, according to my Letterbox stats, which is one of the things I love about Letterbox. Um, so I saw, uh, I've been working through my AFI top 100 list, um, Mm -hmm. which I'm jumping. I usually, sorry, let me not break format blank check podcast, uh, Starman, the mummy, uh, they're doing the mummy commentaries. Like they're doing the mummy, the mummy returns, the horrible dragon, king of the, whatever, tomb of the dragon. I don't even remember what it's called. Tomb of the dragon emperor or something. That's right. I have not sat through that entire movie. I I just can't. Um, and then, uh, they're also doing the Tom Cruise mummy. Uh, to wrap Ugh. up the series. Um, but they did the first episode. I love The Mummy. That is such a... Uh, I feel underrated and um, just... The Brendan Fraser one, yes. Yeah, 1999 Mummy. I also yeah. like Mummy Returns. But the first one is like near perfect. I, I adore that movie. So I was, it was really fun listening to them talk about it. And then they just covered Starman. Uh, yep. Corey and I did that on Movie Club about a year ago. We did the Jeff Bridges movies, I think, last... Uh, not. 2021 but 2020 i think like 
March, we did like all Jeff Bridges stuff. Um, that might be two years ago. I don't know. We've done a lot of episodes of that podcast, but we, uh, we covered Starman. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that movie. Uh, John Carpenter is, I think an unsung master of film that we, we don't yep. give enough praise to. Um, yep, but I agree with that. Um, I've watched, uh, I'm cu- up to date with what if, and I'm up to date with uh, what we do in the shadows. Um, if you are not watching what we do in the shadows <clears throat> on FX slash Hulu, you need to watch that show. <laughs> it is amazing. Like it's, pointed at me. It, it's so many people do. I like, I, this is the first <laughs> time. So big tuna and I are the only people Ooh. I know personally who watch it. Um, mm-hmm. but my coworker across the hall told, was like today, she's like, do you watch what we do in the shadows? I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, I do. I'm so excited. <laughs> Someone else does like no one ever has, I can't yes. talk about this show. Um, cause like this last week's episode, they go to Atlantic city and it is so freaking great, especially cause Laszlo, uh, not Laszlo. Um, I'm going to forget, uh, Nandor, uh, finds the big bank theory event, uh, slot machine and is shouting Bazinga. Like, and, Oh my God. It's so funny. It's such a great show. Uh, it's season three. If you haven't watched it, start from the beginning. It's so great. Please, please, everybody out there, what we do in the shadows on Hulu slash FX. Um, then I've been working through the AFI top 100 list. Matt, I'm at 85 of 100 movies. I've Damn. watched 85 of this list. Finally, I will with I, I'm debating on if I'm going to watch Intolerance or not. Um, yes, I don't you are. Want- Oh, but I don't want to, Matt. It's so long, and it's also D.W. Griffith, and I don't... While Intolerance is his apology film to Birth of a Nation, he still yep. made Birth of a Nation, and I don't know if I can sit through any of his movies That, um, that I understand, but you're a completionist. It will gnaw at you I until your blast breath. I keep trying to convince myself I can just leave it at 99, and I'm like, nope, it's always going to show that you, you have one movie left. And- leave it till last, and then just put it on in the background, maybe, and then you guess- you've done it. Um, but so I've watched uh, four movies off of the list this week. I watched the African queen, um, mm-hmm, yeah. which I was like five minutes into this movie. I'm like, this is jungle cruise. And then found out that was the actual yeah. inspiration for the ride. I'm like, Oh yes, <laughs> it, it is jungle. Cruise. I'm sorry. Catherine Hepburn, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which I Bogard, um, I've, I've seen more of him now this year than I've seen. Uh, I've pretty much only seen Casablanca before this year. And I've seen mm-hmm. a few of his other, other movies this year. And man, uh, like him so much. And I, I guess in my yeah. head, he was just always going to be his Casablanca character mm-hmm. and getting to see him in these different roles. Like, um, I mean, from dark passenger, he's very different. And then, uh, and, uh, treasure Sierra Madre. So different, right? Like he's, he's uh, spoiler. He's a villain in that. And then oh, yes. uh, he's like a moron in African queen for like the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes. There's a scene with him, like basically having stomach problems, but it's essentially, it's not a fart scene. Cause that wasn't appropriate at the time, but it's essentially <laughs> a fart scene. It's just his stomach rumbling instead, but it's like, it's, it's supposed to be him farting. Like it's, this is what blazing saddles is essentially. will will break the cinematic boundaries later with the fart, sequence, <laughs> but it's essentially in this. So I was, I was like, man, uh, totally great and I, I'm a big Catherine Hepburn fan anyway so yeah. um, and I like seeing her because she again I think her star persona is more of like her uh, Philadelphia story character but she's mm-hmm. not afraid to like be different and I, I uh, you know I think when you think of her you think of her as this glamorous star but she's willing to get in the trenches and apparently loved filming in Africa and Bogart hated filming in Africa like complained the whole time um, diva I watched uh, City Lights um, oh yeah I've been super apprehensive about diving into the silent films, which is why that's pretty much what's left on my list uh, because of my, my attention, right? Like I know me, I yes. like dialogue. Dialogue keeps me entertained. <laughs> and 
a lot of times, like you said, I have stuff on in the background. You can't really do that with a silent film because no. you have to watch to get the story. And uh, I wasn't sure if I would, if it would keep my attention the whole time. And yeah, it did. And I don't know. I've seen the kid. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the chaplain that I've seen. City lights is fantastic. Really enjoyed yeah. watching it. Um, uh, watched on the waterfront. Um, yeah. Marlon Brando film that I, I, I love when I watch a movie from there and I see like a scene that I've seen referenced in other things like the I'm a contender <laughs> or I could have been yep. a contender like sequence. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's in other stuff. I've seen that reference. Never knew it was from this. Um, like that. Didn't love it, but I liked it a mm-hmm. lot. And then I watched high noon last night, um, yep. which I, I basically picked cause it was on the list. And also uh, it was only like 88 minutes. So I was like, cool. Um, I like Westerns. I, I've grown really into being a fan of Westerns. Um, I didn't love High Noon either. I, I I liked it. Um, I feel like I need to do a lot of analysis because it's definitely like an ending kind of Western where like he, you know, there's a lot about like law and who, what is law and like wh- who's right and wrong. And like, why is he insisting on staying when everyone else is telling him he should leave that kind of thing? Like there's a lot there that I haven't really processed that I think mm-hmm. will make the movie better. I just haven't like had the time to really think about it. Um, but then uh, I watched for work. I watched the documentary called Nine Eleven. Um, specifically, yes. it's the uh, filmmaker like m- edition or something like that. Um, I had not seen that documentary uh, prior to showing it to uh, I think six hundred kids in three different chunks over three days. So I watched this movie in three parts. Um, it was an experience to say the least. Uh, it's an incredible documentary though because they were. St- making a documentary about New York firefighters and stumbled into nine 11. Um, yeah. so there is a lot of footage that you, I had not seen, or if you have seen it, you've seen it in news stories and stuff like that. And it's, it's crazy, um, to witness, uh, that documentary. So, and that's on prime. Um, and lastly for uh, movie club this week, we start our new theme for October. We're doing creature features. Woo-hoo. Um, and I had picked the monster squad. Um, which probably is is skating a line of being a creature feature because there's I don't think you would consider like Dracula a creature, but the creature of the Black Lagoon is in it, and the it's werewolf got the is creature definitely in it. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I think with a werewolf qualifies as a creature to me. Um, but the Monster Squad was one I had not seen before. Um, I liked it. Uh, I haven't talked with Corey about it yet, so I got to keep it slightly on the DL. Ooh. But I did. Uh, it it does suffer from the eighties. like speech like there is some like real bad like homophobic slurs in the beginning of the movie like Mm -hmm. with the teenagers just like back and forth calling each other names and it's like oh that that didn't age well there um which a lot of 80 movies suffer from that though but it it is like you have to get past that and it's there's a lot real fast like real early in the movie it's just like you f word and it's like oh okay movie calm down and it's like so much of it um but it's got like goonies vibes like, you know, that's that, that kind of thing. And it's enjoyable. Um, I definitely, definitely not upset about watching it. Finally having that one checked off the list. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. Sorry for the long winded thing, but, uh, the, the FI movies, man, it's, it's fun diving into these old classics because, um, I, I mentioned the letterbox stats. I, I have gone through year after year after year and marked the things I've watched uh, not necessarily when I watched them, but that I've watched the things so I want like a comprehensive list of what I've seen. And, um, it, uh, it's very clear that I, di- I have not watched a whole lot of movies. I think there is not a single year before 82 
where I've seen more than like 10 movies. Um, so like there, like I've seen a lot of movies spread out throughout those years, but like, there's not a single year where I have like a big majority where like, if you look at 2018, I, I saw like 215 movies that came out from 2018. <laughs> and then like everything else is less than that. And then like, as it gets farther away from my date of birth, it's like, two movies from this year, five movies. If we haven't covered it on astrology yet, there's not more than like two or three for most years. So yep. diving into the AFI list and seeing like these older films is a nice, it, it makes me feel like I've accomplished something basically. Yep. Well, uh, it's, uh, no, I know that when you start getting into things like AFI top 100 or a uh, kind of a director's favorite films, or whatever you do realize, damn, I've got this. We've, we've all got gaps in our filmographies, which we, we need to catch up on. So, um, well on, well on you there for doing that. My friend, my friend. And, um, yeah, John mentioned astrology. Don't never fear; hasn't gone anywhere. It is, it is, it is still alive and well. Uh, and that is our. That's where we go back and watch old films for the most part if we haven't already seen them. So uh, check that out. Um, me, I have been watching or listening. Start to Nightmare on Film Street, the uh, film called Blood Feast, uh, not Blood Diner, Blood Feast in nineteen sixty three. Um, a film I haven't seen, but I listened anyway. And another good fun episode. I always enjoy that. Uh, in terms of television, Disney Plus Star Wars Visions dropped on the 22nd of September. Nine original anime shorts from seven of the best anime studios um, uh, in the in the Southern Hemisphere, in the East. Uh, and as someone who's sort of dipping their toe into anime, I wasn't uh, initially that ex- bothered when it was announced e- this at the end of last year. Uh, and then yeah. the trailer started coming out, and then the last trailer dropped, and I was thought, "Damn, did that look good?" I was pumped. We've just dropped it on sessions. Our overall recap and review of it. Suffice to say that for the most part, very, 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 very impressed by it. Um, really enjoyed it. It's not, um, it's not hamstrung or shackled by canon. You know, they're they're original stories, and they've got the freedom to talk to to, to tell whatever story they want. They don't have to worry about did it happen in this book, film, comic book. None of that matters, uh, and I and there's nine, and I've got to say at least six or six of them. At least six of them are pretty damn good. There's a couple which are a bit, yeah, they're fine, but um, there are some stunning animations, some beautiful music, some great cool characters, some wonderful use of lightsabers and the force. Uh, so check it out if you, if, if you can, if you can get past, you know, slightly. Star Wars getting a bit bonkers or like crazy over the top action that only anime can provide then. I think you're going to have a good time with Star Wars Visions. Uh, is that anything that excites you at all, JB? Um, you know, I keep having people uh, tell me to check it out. Um, it wasn't something that I was super pumped about. Um, not not even because of the anime thing. Because I, I, I love Studio Ghibli. I admittedly am not into like more traditional what people think of when they think of anime. Especially, like I think it's the... Sh- sh- the fighting ones. Is it Shippuden? Something like that is like the fighting animes. I've notoriously not been into those. Um, but I think more, I have not really watched any of the animated Star Wars. Like, I haven't done any of the... Like, I've done yep. very little of Clone Wars. I didn't do the Bad Batch. It's just... I don't know. I guess if I had to pick... As much as I love Star Wars as a, as the movies, I am a movie Star Wars fan. Yep. Like, that's most of my fandom. The Mandalorian broke that trend where I really oh, did extend yeah. my universe with The Mandalorian. But I, I've not, I've barely read any books. I've only played some of the video games. Um, and those are usually like, I played Knights of the Old Republic and I played uh, the most recent Jedi one. Jedi um, Fallen Fall Order. Order. But 
you know, I, I haven't dove deep into the lore. I'm more, I guess that's where the Marvel thing is for me. I'm more like, I'm all mm-hmm. in on the Marvel lore. Star Wars, especially, I think, can't deny, man, there's been more misses in the Star Wars universe for mm-hmm. me than there's been in the Marvel universe. Like, I've, you know, I don't love Rise of Skywalker. I I have, I find joy in elements of the prequels, but I definitely have a lot of criticisms of the prequels still. Um, and so, uh, like, diving into all of that stuff, and I, I tried Clone Wars. I, I don't love the animation style of that, that show, so I've just never been able to get into it. Um, and, yeah, uh, so I, I haven't even watched the trailer for Visions, but a lot of people are like, you need to watch this. It's really great. Um, I think one of my friends even said that, I don't remember what episode, I feel like he said episode two was like one of his favorite star Wars stories, like period, like hands down. He liked it. Most people say episode one, which is called the jewel or episode five, the ninth Jedi seems to be coming up in a lot of people's lists. We, we asked, um, uh, the listeners of the sessions and the majority of people pick those two as their favorites. And I can see why, but, um, yeah. And I, it, you know, it stands to reason I would like it because it's got star Wars on it, but it, this isn't, this isn't like, no, this isn't, isn't directed at you. This is for everyone. Um, who thinks, oh, I might just like it because I like Star Wars. This feels nothing like the Resistance, the Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels, nothing like that whatsoever. It is it is straight up anime. I've been seeking out you know, pure anime heads to see you know, how legit is this, how authentic. And, you know, it, it's ticking all the boxes for them. And this, is, this isn't like those other animated shows, which I dig. Uh, it, they're between 11 minutes. and I think the longest one's 20 minutes. So, you know, they are literally shorts. But I recommend it. My understanding is it's not canon, right? And each one's it's like not an canon anthology. whatsoever. No, I think they might. I think it's a stepping a stepping board for them to maybe do more things like this in the future. But I also think that you know, if they like certain elements of some of these, then they will pick cherry pick what they like into canon. There is one particular story which I won't spoil, which they could they could probably pick up right now and dump as canon, and it would actually be a superb continuation. I think it'd be fantastic if they did that, but. They haven't, and that's what makes Vision so exciting and fresh. Which, in, in like I agree with you, in a franchise that needs a bit of freshening up, something like this, which is off the wall, it's bonkers. I, I see a what if, and I raise you visions. This is refreshing and new. Not, well, I haven't watched what if, and I hear it's fine, but I'm not particularly invested in that because it's, you know, it's I'm not, yeah. I don't know, like time different, differing timelines and multiverse, or just like different takes on stories. That don't always get me. Whereas this is this isn't pertaining to be anything. It's just. Here are the best minds in Japan. Let 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 loose on Star Wars. Have some fun. So, I enjoyed it. True. Hey, before we go to our next segment, um, I I didn't know this, but I just got an email from uh, Peacock. I don't know. You guys have Peacock over there? Uh, it's coming out in the UK within the next few months. So I I don't feel like this was announced before this email, but um, if you have a premium subscription, because you can like, there's different tiers of Peacock. But Halloween Kills is going to be streaming same day as this release in theaters for Peacock. Uh, did I hear that? I think I've I think I've heard that before, which I think is okay. damaging for Halloween Kills. Same. Um, I am a little like I have I'm surprised because only HBO has really done this. Uh, Disney yeah. obviously did it a couple of times, but they've pulled back. They're not doing it with their mm-hmm. their new stuff. They were always out. open about it. For the most part, they were generally quite open about it, like Mulan and Ray and things like that. We knew but in even then, that they were coming out. But even then, Disney had a very different model than HBO where you had to pay additional fees. Yes. 
this is very this true. is not this is like well, hbo it's it says it's included with your uh, premium subscription i remember now because just after the venice film festival when we've said on this show that a lot of the critics going to venice probably weren't going to like halloween for its technical filmmaking stylist stylistic choices but so it didn't do very well at venice like 50 percent maybe but it was a few days later that it came out that it was going to drop on peacock and a lot of people were thinking well this is a knee-jerk reaction to the venice film festival reviews and clearly it wasn't because you don't just decide on the day this would have been you know they would have had this in the pipeline for a while and whilst the timing may not have been particularly great i don't believe for a second this had anything to do with adverse reaction from one film festival however prestigious um but no i did hear that so uh, we won't have peacock over here in time and even if we did i'm still going to go and watch halloween on the big screen it's it's gonna be it it may be rubbish it may not be great but it's going to be fun and that's all i can well i say fun it's going to be but yeah it's it's one of those slasher movies where you pump your fist with the good with the bad guy so i'm looking forward to that mate but um that is interesting Uh, and i've also said many times it gives people the option as well if they don't want to go if they were sitting on the fence about going now they don't need to they can watch it on peacock and you know, but the, and the movie still has the figures to prove that it's hopefully done quite well. But we're getting that third film regardless. So, um, in terms of other films I watched, I watched uh, Respect, the Aretha Franklin biopic starring uh, um, Jennifer Hudson. Should remember her surname. Yeah. Um, I think and I've, I think Aretha Franklin is the greatest female vocalist of all time, bar none, none. So I was very very excited, and I love her music soul music i like i love motown all that good stuff so i was very excited about this um and i thought respect was pretty good it was a very solid film i really wanted it to be spectacular but it wasn't it, I, f- I found that the director f- tried to, couldn't really tell if they wanted it to be about her rise through the music world and create the creation of these classic songs or if she wanted it to be more about kind of the tragic personal like upbringing she had and it in, in it kind of jarred somewhat tonally, mm. so it, but, I actually, yeah, I, either of those would have made would have made a good film, but uh, but, uh, but 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 t- together they made a very decent film. And Jennifer Hudson is great, man. She is. I, I saw your your Instagram post. I think like where you have your blurb, and uh, like I thought what, the way you articulated it was exactly how I felt about it. it was just, it's thank you. It should have been amazing, and instead it's just fine. Like it's <laughs> not bad. It's just yeah. it's definitely like man for this talent to just not have I, we've seen this a lot with biopics lately like the tupac yeah. biopics is another really great example of a movie that should have been amazing because tupac's story is so amazing on its yep. surface it and then, on like, me, yeah. the movie's just not good um in yeah. fact at least no. at least respect was watchable uh all no, yeah, was watchable like, you can yeah, skip that, was, that like that was not great but we mentioned on the show before sometimes boppets can be lifted because they got a really good lead role lead performance and, I, and that, that has we've got that here jennifer hudson she's an oscar winner and she's got a great uh, voice in her anyway nobody is going to be aretha but she's not trying to be necessarily but she's got enough power to put across those songs but so yeah. this is yeah this isn't a film necessarily dragged up by its lead but i think jennifer hudson does make up an awful lot of why this film is you know as good as it is but it could have been better and if anything i do can be uh, on the same level as burke then i'm a very happy man um i watched prisoners of the Ghostland, the 18th nicholas cage film this week uh nick cage sophia batella the uh, the trailer for this looked really really good the trailer was um really ominous it looked like we were going to get some quite almost like a spiritual kind of film uh and considering it's 
done by Sion Sono. I should have realised it wasn't going to be. He's known for a lot more kind of gonzo madcap films. Him and Nicolas Cage seem like the perfect fit. But this film was not very good. It was boring. Generally was. Uh, I put in my review that it's trying to be, you know, it's got a very slow pace and it's a purposeful slow pace. It doesn't, it gets to where it needs to be when it wants to, but there's nothing within that to kind of justify it. You know what I mean? It's, I get that you want it to be slow and you want to, you know, this kind of contemplative story almost, but you've got to give us something more than that. You can't, you can't just have a slow film without anything for us to connect to. Like pig, for example, with Nicolas Cage is a slow film, but there's plenty going on within those, you know, slower moments to make, to, to that hooked John hooked me completely in it. And, it did this to me felt a lot like you know Nicolas Cage was just offered a load of money and was just phoning it in and it's another story where he he doesn't have a name and he he speaks but not an awful lot so I mean Nicolas Cage has got the best job in Hollywood you know half the time he doesn't have to have a character name it's most of the time he doesn't have that many lines in the last mm-hmm. few years um, which is the Willy's Wonderland he's got no lines uh, or name um, Sophia Batella is horribly underused it's I know, there's a you know it, it, there's a couple of good moments in it, but it's even the action sequences are weak. It looked good though. I'll say that it did look really, really um, visually appealing. But I'd skip this man. It's on Apple TV over here in the UK. It's uh, yeah, I was taken in by the trailer, but no. Um, I thought I hadn't mentioned a Green Knight, but I had mentioned a Green Knight uh, last week. I thought that was one of the best films I've seen all year, uh, and I caught up on another round or Druck, the Mads Mikkelsen film, which. Uh, was was an Oscar. Thomas Vinterberg was nominated for Best Director. Didn't yeah. come out in the UK until June or July. I didn't f- finally got a release over here. Um, so I caught up on it. Um, it's also on Apple TV. Caught up on that this week after hearing you know how good it was, and it really was really really good. The, when it, it builds up and builds up to the ending, it's you know the guys having the. Uh, um experiment about how how can alcohol you know improve their daily lives what can it add to it and obviously then it shows the downsides to that leading up to this really joyous celebratory ending and by the end i was i was beaming at the end i, I really really got um sucked in by another round so uh so glad i finally got to watch that um but other than that that is what i've seen i didn't get to see the many saints of newark because i couldn't get out to go to the theater but uh i'm hoping to see that for next week i will see no time to die this week but you're gonna have to wait for our thoughts on that one um so that's what we've been consuming this week and that all you know helps us remain bloody awesome but we do have to take extracurricular activities to stay bloody awesome to make sure that we're maintaining the levels that you've loved for the last i don't know how many years we've been doing this show now so john how have you been staying bloody awesome this week so i i simply put haggling <laughs> I I am notoriously not a haggler. Um, like I've bought, I think five cars in my life, and I always just take whatever price they are listed as. Yep. Um, and I don't question things. I don't feel like I can. I've always like I'm too afraid of losing the sale, uh, which I've been told that's the opposite attitude you want when you're going in to buy something. But um, I had to get my daughter tires for her new car. Uh, new car is a strong word. Her our new used car, and uh, I I had put in um an appointment online at a tire place here. And I said it was there. I had a price in mind. I get there, find out their website isn't the best. It's a good company, but it's like their website system. It assumes that they can do so many cars an hour, but it doesn't one take into consideration people who are walking in. 
And then two, um, it doesn't immediately like, so I made my appointment for two hours, like away, right? Like, so it was like 11 a.m. I made the appointment for one o'clock. Yeah. I didn't know. It sent me an email that, hey, you know, we're, it, if I read the email, it indicated that the appointment was scheduled, but not booked, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't get a follow-up email from them until the next morning at 4.30 a.m. saying my appointment nice. was ready for a, an appointment that was scheduled 12 hours before that. Anywho, Four I didn't read that. I got the email. I assumed that was confirmation. I went up to the shop. They don't have the tires that I wanted. <laughs> so they're gonna. Right, it's okay. going to be more money, right? And I'm like, oh, uh-oh how much more and he's you know this is the cheapest tire we have and then he's like we have these that are a little better and i'm like okay this guy knows that i could be mad but i'm not that type of person i understand he doesn't control the computers and all of that but i'm like is there anything you can do like to make it cheaper like you know can can you like discount the the roots like the alignment or whatever and so the initial quote like without any of the, the without me saying anything ends up, I get a quote for about a hundred dollars less. And I'm like, cool. I've, I've got, I've convinced him to give me a hundred dollar discount. That's fine. I guess I'll go this route. Of course, I've already been rope-a-doped because I got, I came in expecting much cheaper <laughs> tires than I got. I am aware of that listeners, but nevertheless, um, when I came back to pay after to pick up, it was $200 less than the original quoted price. So he hooked me up a little more. So I feel like I haggled more than I normally would. And the dude respected the fact that one, I wasn't a jerk to him because I, I, I think this is why he gave me the extra discount because I, I didn't yell at him. I didn't blame him. I wasn't mad. I was a little stressed out because I really don't want my daughter driving a car that doesn't have great tires. So I made sure to get her. In fact, I have better tires on her car than any of our other cars. And I think (laughs) that works, you know, cause like I got like, I got good tires. Like they're, you know, 80,000 mile tires. Like, so, you know, it's going to be a good eight years probably before we have to replace them. And it has the roadside. Like if it gets a nail in it, they fix it or replace it for free. So I feel pretty okay with my purchase. A little, I spent a little more money than I wanted, but $200 less than what the initial quote was. I haggled. There's the story. I'm proud of you, man. Well done, sir. If I could pat you on the back, I would. So Thank I you, will sir. kind of do it. Like, fire. Oh, oh, you know, hurts. you felt that. There you go. Yeah. That was a, that was my brute strength coming through, but no, you got to make sure that your kids got the best or the most uh, safe form of transport going. So good on you, my friend. Um, well, mine, I've already kind of said what mine is. Mine involves no transport. I've been saving the environment and the world by not oh, using my car because, <laughs> because I can't. So, um, yeah, but I've been staying bloody awesome by, uh, staying at home, catching up on sleep. And just, what, uh, I've been watching films. I should have mentioned in the cons- media consumption as well. I've been playing the Ghostbusters remastered video game. Uh, I may have mentioned that already. I've been, I've done a, tr- I've been playing on a trial of FIFA 22, John's favorite game, NHL 22 via EA Play on the PlayStation. Uh, I played a bit of Fortnite. I've got Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4 turned up. To, I've rented that. Uh, I actually rented Spider Man, but they sent me that. And I was like, hmm, mm. there's a slight difference here. Turns out Spider Man about of stock. So they sent the next next game in my list. So um, I've, I haven't started that yet. I've installed it, so I'm going to start playing that. So I've been kind of just catching up on things alongside film, but I've been playing a lot of games recently, which is I, I have fits and starts where I <laughs> suddenly just play games for a week or two, then I'll stop playing for three weeks, and then I'll go back into it again. But now we're getting into the business end of the film uh, calendar, 
film's going to take over man and we've got a busy few weeks coming up on the bamp and we were saying off air we would not have it any other way it's been a it's been a horrific 18 months for the world and for the bamp we've had we've had weeks where we've had to struggle through films that ordinarily we wouldn't watch this week we got quite lucky with cop shop but there were times last year where god damn we we you know we were struggling to find stuff on streaming because the pandemic had its hold on us and we you know no theaters are open and we even wondered whether theaters are coming back however we're not going to give away we're not going to give away the entire slate but the next four or five weeks damn is it it's like john carpenter's 80s output it's just hit after hit after hit and next week we are coming at you with the first of those which is venom let there be carnage um like i said no time to die comes out here this week comes out in the states the week after hence why we're covering venom this week because it comes out uh same day uk us and internationally so i know we're very much looking forward to venom too aren't we jb i am i'm hoping it is at least as good as the first and that i was lukewarm on the first but i love tom hardy in it yep i thought the first was a bit rubbish but i really enjoyed it so i'm hoping but i'm hearing venom yes. too is uh more so a, actually a decent film that retains most of the fun elements of the first. So hopefully it's, it's supposed uh, to be it's pretty short too. I think it's 90 minutes. Like, yeah. So, uh, Andy circus not playing around. No, he said that in an interview, he came out and said, we, we took out everything that didn't need to be there. We, we wanted to have a store, a story, which was, we wanted to get our story told without any extraneous material that didn't need to be there. So I'm expecting, a pretty tight uh, a pretty tight film and i'm all for a short film if it gets rid of any unnecessary fluff we've said initially how many times have we said oh they probably could have cut 10 minutes of that and it could have been really if they tightened it up it could have been great who knows maybe venom 2 could be a surprise because andy circus has been liberal with his time so looking forward to that but we're going to drop our spoiler review of cop shop on monday so uh, do check that out in the meantime you can check us out online on twitter at bamp underscore podcast b-a-m-p underscore podcast john where are we on instagram we are at bloody awesome movie pod on instagram we are on facebook Bookface. uh we post uh, episodes on there too bloody awesome movie podcast you can find me at what i watched tonight.co.uk and what i watched tonight on all the socials and letterbox as well jb where can the world find you i am at burkreviews.com and at burkreviews on all the social media platforms and in your dreams as well. Uh, if you really like what we're doing here, and we certainly hope you do, please consider dropping us five stars on your podcast provider of choice because it gets more people listening and it means we get to engage more with film fans, which is what this show's all about. Film and fans. So thank you everyone for listening. And with that, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blood, 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 blood,